podcast host. Oh my god, you wrote it down. Mike Glazer. Yeah, I have my shit together. Olympic gold medalist with Team USA Hockey. <laughs> went, be- went from being called one of the Food Network's worst cooks to graduating culinary school and stand-up comic with a bunch of shows. You have like a million different shows. Glazed and now there's like com- you have so many different things. So tell me, my first question off the top is what trauma are you running from that you have to be such a chronic overachiever? Um, I say that with love. I am, (laughs) I am scared to die without my dreams coming true. I'd rather die than have them not come true. So if I don't leave it all on the floor every single day, then I can't look back and think that I did everything I could, even if it doesn't work out. But I believe if I do leave it all on the floor, it will work out and my dreams will come true. Why? Where did, when did that start? Like, at what age were you like, I have to be, I have to achieve a lot? I don't. Are you, it's like, hard as a to child, answer. were you like, I'm on the dean's list? Were you that kid? Or are you just like, as an adult, you were like, oh, I guess I need to leave a legacy. I, I'll tell you two stories and maybe you can answer that for me because oh, I don't know. Great. Cool. The first one is when you talk about winning an Olympic gold medal. So my first identity was as a roller hockey goalie because I was a little fat fuck. And so they put me in the goal behind the church playing goalie. And I got so mad that I got so good. I was like, how dare you put me in here? But also I hate myself. And I got like little titties and shit like that. So I'm going to just be the best goalie I can. And then I started collecting um, every every two years, summer and winter Olympics, I would collect all of the sports pages from the Olympics and I would read them through and then I would save them. And then when the years of the Olympics weren't happening, I would pull them all out and reread them. And I had stacks and stacks of sports pages from every winter and summer Olympics. And it was just like, and then all of a sudden I got to win a gold medal with Team USA. And I was like, looking back and I was like, whoa, I saved newspapers about this. Like, that's how much I needed to win. What a wild thing to have happen. The second story is in third or fourth grade, I'm left-handed, and I got a C in handwriting because my uh, my the ink would smear when I was learning how to do cursive in elementary school, and the ink would smear because of my left-handedness, and my teacher gave me a C, and I was so fucking mad at her. Mrs. Cruel, with a K, is her name. There you go. Um, that I invented a thing out of Legos with four wheels on it that I could rest my hand on and roll it across the paper while I was writing. And I used it the entire next year to make sure I got an A to prove them wrong because I thought it was so unjust that my left-handedness was actually a, uh, I was getting penalized for it. So I made an invention called the Roller Writer to uh, conquer it and prove them wrong. I think you're just Jewish. Ha! Fucking yeah. I'm not trying to minimize your own work in that, but I do think that Jewish people will like see a r- injustice or a wrong or something. We'll go, no, absolutely not, which is why we're all lawyers, you know? I think you're right. My uncle is a very powerful, influential lawyer. lawyer in corp- like he writes the book about corporate law, mm-hmm. and the story he always tells is he got 
a bad grade in a class, so he moved his desk to the corner and pu- put his desk against the wall, not facing the class, and on- and like did that for an entire year to get an A in it because he felt he should have gotten a better grade. So you're right. I think it is something like that. I have to say, and I'm not just blowing smoke, I really, since I met you on that boat in Marina del Rey, okay, how me and Mike know each other, this was a, it's actually a really adorable, like, friendship meet-cute. Everything about us, yes. Everything about that boat, wild. Wild. But the, but the, but the friendship meet-cute was adorable. We were on this, there was a show, a stand-up show on a boat in Marina del Rey, and it's just some guy's boat. What was that guy's name? I'll never remember. I'll never remember. It was just some like open mic comic guy who had a boat and was like, I'm going to put a show. We're just going to run around the harbor and just do stand up. -up." Yeah. And Mike and I were on this boat and it was like so awkward. And there was this like Croatian couple fucking in that room, in like his bedroom. And it was just the most unsettling experience. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to make this guy my friend. And you and I just like bonded in this adorable way. Mm-hmm. And I ever still since then, I always that. thought you were just such a like truly. You were always like the guy at the open mic on your laptop writing jokes, working on a packet, doing something else. Like you never stopped. You were just like go. And I was like, oh, I wish I had more of that. And I just always thought that was really cool about you. It was like you just don't stop. You have like you're the energizer bunny of productivity, and it's just really inspiring to me. So, not blowing smoke. Uh, it's true. I really feel this way about you, and I wanted to tell you that on the pod publicly. That so means that a lot. Thank you very much. But I, you have just such a gift for being able to just keep go. Like you're just a machine. Well, I haven't gotten to my goal yet, which is to live in the Hollywood Hills completely alone under a gate where you're not allowed to come hang out with me unless I want you to be there. Like my dream is to have a big house that I live in alone like Howard Hughes. Why? I don't know. Why do you want to be alone so badly? Right? That's a very good question, Let us Chelsea. in. We love you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, my opening question is the same every week. And honestly, I don't know. You're not like a real poo guy. You don't like, you don't strike me as a guy who like loves to talk about shit. I'll talk but, about it. But yeah, I really do want to know. Okay. Do you have a, a pretty epic diarrhea story while traveling? While traveling, yes. Also every day. I okay. think that's the other Jewish Again, thing. Again, Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, know Nicole Amy Schreiber? Of course. Um, so every time we see each other, she's like, you know my favorite tweet. And it's my tweet that I did like six years ago that just says, I don't remember eating this much diarrhea. <laughs> that's a good job. <laughs> and also deeply uh, relatable to yeah. our community. All right. Tell me about the time you shot and it was memorable while traveling. Is this going to come out before the end of the year? It can come out Wednesday if you want. I don't care when. Yeah, I shit out. my pants Christmas Day, Christmas morning <laughs> in front of my family. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> Tell me what happened. There. I rolled. I was, I was, uh, I don't remember the age, but it's certainly high school. Like, it's certainly an inappropriate time um, to shit your pants. But I remember laying in front of the Christmas tree. Even though we're Jewish, Christmas was an excuse to have the whole family together. Like, we're not going to hang out eight nights in a row. What are you, nuts? Yeah. One day we can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying there. And I thought it was a fart, and so I rolled over to push the fart under the couch, like figuring it shouldn't hit the open air, but the fart can slide under the couch if I put my butt down there. Trap it. Trap it. Yeah. Um, and instead, um, the fart, instead of going around the poop, it pushed it out, and it just was like, okay, and it was loud, and everyone looked at me. And then I remember standing straight up, almost like, you know when a cartoon character runs into a 
train tunnel and go straight <laughs> up. <laughs> I went straight up and I grabbed my pants and I tightened them around my thighs because I didn't know if it was going to like slide out the cuff of my pajamas or not and just sprinted up the stairs and you hear the shower go on. And that's how Christmas morning started. Oh, I love that it's se- this is seasonal. It's on topic. It's so it it's great. You brought your A game, but anything like like on a trip or like yeah, um, every day. I just did the Edinburgh Fringe Fest, and um, nice. how'd that go? Uh, I loved it because I got to do stand up every night. But it's the biggest rip off in the world, and I don't recommend it for anyone. Hot take, love it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, it's a uh, too expensive. They take all your money, and um, you can do better just renting out a theater here and doing it yourself. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but um, we would drink whiskey every night and then go get like some chicken shawarma, and so just the best diarrhea every single morning. Every morning, you know what I mean? Cup of coffee. What a gift. Yeah, and then you look skinny, yeah. and your cheeks are sunken in, <laughs> and it's just wonderful. It's just like a contour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My joke it. was, because you know the, I don't know if, um, you know the toilets where you have the one flush for piss and then the one flush for shit, and if you, or you push down the two buttons, and it's supposed to conserve oh, water. Yeah. Yes. My joke was, why do you need two buttons when you're just like shitting water all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I did that. Um, I've also uh, <laughs> had diarrhea at the comedy store, which <gasps> okay. was a nightmare. Yes. Okay. This is, yeah, I'm so glad I kept asking because I'm so excited. Tell me everything. Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah, everything. Yeah. That was awful. That was so awful because I was about to go on stage, but also I didn't know when and I knew there was like an eight minute window. And you can either go on stage and hope that your body just turns off that faucet for seven and a half minutes or whatever. Oh, God. Or, but then you're sweating on stage and who knows what's going to happen up there, right? And yeah. I don't want to shit my pants on stage at the comedy store. Or you, or you really do want to shit your you pants do. on stage at the comedy and store. And Bobby Lee's like, he's a legend or yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one night like Chappelle <laughs> drops in and you're like, well, that's great. <laughs> I feel successful. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so you... Did you go before? I went before. Okay, you got it out. Yes, but I i mean, if if you don't know the comedy store, um, it's the cleanest, most pristine bathrooms you've ever seen. <laughs> the towels are warm. There's no piss on the seats. It flushes guaranteed. The toilet paper is really like triple ply because it's so lush. Like, it's just a beautiful place to sit mm. and do that and release and release thank you so much for your vulnerability yeah i feel closer to you thank you uh, my second opening question wait come on and uh, i oh. know this is like i'm the guest but you got to tell me a diarrhea story well i feel like i've heard, i've told listen i mean hey you know what some people drop in for you know you're a big fan of mike and you had never okay okay my my the big one that i've that I, my international, was when I was on a flight in India. I got a parasite. Oh, no. And I lived in India for a while. I got a parasite. I got on the plane. I almost didn't get, I almost wasn't allowed on the plane because I was so sick, but I was like, I'm not contagious. I'm just like, dot, like a worm is wreaking havoc on my body. Yeah. And I sat in the seat and we were, there was, we were going from Kerala to Delhi, which is like all the way down south to like up more northern. It's not north, but like northern. And we had a weird stop in the middle where like we were, I don't know why, but it was like people were going to get off. It was like a bus. It was like people were getting off and getting on. And I was like, this is a flight. Like, what are we doing? You know? Uh, but it was, 
we, we were about to land and I, I told the stewardess, I was like, I really, we had like the, the no seatbelt or the seatbelt side on, you couldn't get up. And in America, it's like, you can do whatever you want. Like we just like get up if we want to, you know, no one cares. But right. in other places, they take it very seriously. And I was like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And she was like, you can't get up. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like I, my bowels are speeding to the finish line. Like I have to go. And she was like, you can't, like, we're about to land. And I couldn't hold it in, and I just shat my pants. And it was, like, liquidy and diarrhea because it was, yeah. like, you know, I wasn't able to hold food down. So it was just, like, poo water. Oh, my God. And then this guy turned around, this Indian man, who was sitting in the seat in front of me. And he turned around, and he looked at me. And he was trying to, like, figure out where, like, the smell was coming from. And he kind of gave me one of those looks, like, is that you? And I was like, yeah. And I was, like, crying and just, like, so sad and, like, 90 pounds and just, like, just a sad sight. And he looked at me and he goes, you will never get married. <gasps> Whoa. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. I've also shot my pants on a mall. Yeah. Went to the sweet factory, one of those like sugar factory things, you know, ate a bunch of candy, just shots to the face of candy and then immediately shit my pants at a mall. Mm-hmm. I've shot my pants at a Target. I mean, honestly, you know. Yeah. Where oh, have I? What a wild! I, I don't Maybe even. Maybe one that takes the cake. Oh, but I also did shit in the Himalayas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I went trekking in the Himalayas and I shat on top of the mountain while I was like looking over this beautiful view, and I was like, I should take a dump here. Yes, it's pretty cool. That is really cool. I know. Damn. I felt like a little like woodland creature, you know. You make me kind of regret like. Not taking more shits. Not in the taking wild. more like yeah, cool exotic sh- shits. Yeah, exotic shits are like kind of a thing that I think we need to be. We need to like make a thing, you know. Yes. Thanks for listening. Um, my second opening question is, have you ever gotten like a big fight with someone while traveling? Uh, constantly. Okay. okay. Who do you fight with? <laughs> okay. Any, any particular memorable ones that you want to share? Strangers. Family members. I, really? Strangers? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about a stranger that you got in a fight with while traveling. Um, Vegas. Oh, yeah. I mean, who who aren't you going to fight in Vegas? I almost got in a fight with a guy who was trying to charge the person I was there with. I'll leave their name out of it because this is they were very embarrassed and apologizing for me. But we were in downtown on Fremont Street and in downtown Vegas, there's this like huge tunnel with lights and kiosks and excuse me, zip gliding and people that you can pay to kick them in the nuts for five bucks or whatever the fuck their shtick is and stuff like that. And we were just drinking and on Molly and having a great time. And I had turned the corner with that last vodka shot where I went from having a great time to dwelling up everything and everyone who I think is against me. And now is the time for me to show the world that you will not take advantage of me anymore. And this guy, we went to go get cigarettes. And the person I was with was like, let me get a pack. And he said something like $22 for the pack of cigarettes. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? And I just like start getting in his face. And like, I'm pushing him and shit like that. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa. And the person's like, Glazer, what are you doing? And I'm like, 22 fucking dollars. What are you fucking? And I'm like throwing the money. Like I was that dude who I. Snapped. I, right. And. I um I look down on those dudes so much that looking back on it I'm still like ugh, ugh, shame because we've all been there but none of us want to do that in life but I was that dude and I'm like almost fought a stranger who was trying to charge us for cigarettes like what the fuck whoa yeah okay so so that's a that's a story where you were losing it yes. what's a time where you were traveling got in a fight with somebody and it was their fault um ooh good question 
I don't I don't know because like I'm like the <laughs> like it's always my fault. It kind of is. I, I have a very short temper, but I'm working on it because most people don't deserve it. Do you really? Yeah. That's so surprising to me because you always seem so calm and mellow to me. Have I been duped? No. Um, or are you just good at hiding it? Like yeah, most, yeah, like yeah. Like most yeah. lunatics. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I will relish ruining your life if I have the opportunity. Oh, you're terrifying. Yeah, but I'm not going to, like, let you know about it, and it'll happen, like, three years later. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Remind me to keep you on my good side. I like girl. you so much. Okay, great. <laughs> so happy about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, uh, okay, or, like, so a time where, like, you were traveling and, like, somebody was just really annoying. Like, what's something that annoys you a lot while you're traveling with someone? Besides the fucking itinerary thing, we go, oh, we've heard it. We've heard it. We actually, I have a like crazy to... story. It doesn't exactly answer your question, I don't but care. it's um, go you, for it. it's what you make me think of. So during <laughs> in Edinburgh, uh, I was co-headlining with my good friend Julian Stern, and we were both running our new hours. I know Julian. He's very cool. Oh my god, I know Julian. He's great. And there was one night um, we're performing, and it's a couple, probably in their fifties, in the front row, sloppy. Um, they came to see the show. They had heard about us. They're like, let's do it. They snuck in two bottles of Prosecco and they're just pouring their own drinks from e- from their own Prosecco bottles. And they're loud and they're um, like their accent is so thickly Scottish that I'm not able to understand it, but it's carrying through the room and they're having the best time but no one else is having a great time around them. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And so like, it's their world. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like doing all this crowd work and I'm trying to like get them to shut up, but I'm doing it in a way that everyone's laughing. So it's not like I'm just attacking them like an asshole. Like I'm really trying to do my job and I'm so furious after the show. And I'm like, why am I flying halfway around the world to deal with fucking drunk fucks when I can do that in Sacramento? Like, fuck this. The guy comes up afterwards and goes, mate, I, and he's tearing up, and he goes, I can't thank you enough for tonight. I just had to testify against my molester from when I was a child, and today is the second worst day of my life, if you know what I mean by that. And I needed a laugh so fucking bad, and I just can't thank you enough, and could we get a picture together, and do you mind if I give you a hug, and all of this shit. And I'm, like, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, okay. You never know. You just don't know what someone's going through. That's insane. Yeah. But also, the only... If you're a heckler, if you're one of those people who likes to talk during a comedy show, you better have gotten molested that day or (laughs) had to testify because those are the only reasons that are okay for acting that way. I don't care that it's your bachelor party. I don't care that you're getting... Yay, you're getting married. I don't care that you're drunk. Get molested, and then you can act like an asshole at a comedy <laughs> show. That's the requirements. That's amazing. My brain is so broken that I was like, I wish we were filming this. That's a good reel. Or That's like a great whatever. reel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I need to film. Danny Jollis also came over and was like, what are you doing, Chelsea? Like, what, get a fucking video. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. That's, I, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Because you're justifying my feeling about it and then like yeah what a crazy fucking story and so yeah it's a crazy story but also yeah what a gift you gave that guy at the end of the day arguably 100%. which is the bigger gift the guy who touched him or you making well him laugh? i guess i mean that did help with ticket sales that night we did sell two extra tickets <laughs> so <laughs> you and i are terrible people <laughs> and that's why i love you so much you're just wonderful okay so Talk to me. You told me that you really like Alaska. I love Alaska. This is the worst transition that ever existed, but who gives a shit? 
Tell me why you like Alaska. Is it because you like to be alone so badly? Yes. Is and that really? Because I'm getting the sense that it's like this house you want to live in in the hills alone, away from everybody. You just want to be... So Alaska is your happy place because you could just go be in the wild. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, that place to me represents absolute freedom. It is a bunch of people who want to be left alone there. Um, they all are very kind, but they all have very different point of views. Like some of my dear friends who live there... Um, fucking love trump and love to have a let's go brandon sticker on their fucking truck and shit like that but they'll go toe-to-toe with me about why i think trump is such a fuckface. and at the end of it we're still friends and we can take shots and like to me that represents the type of america i want to have like i don't want i don't want to hate you because of your beliefs and i don't want you to hate me i want us to be able to look each other in the eye and fucking hash it out and I don't feel like we're there except for in places like that where you can just be left alone, drink yourself to fucking death if you want to, or stick around and fucking go fishing every day for salmon and can some salmon for all of your friends because you love them so much. When was the first time you went to Alaska? Um, I performed at a place there called Coots maybe two years ago, and I've been back three – or no, no, it was the uh, – before You Die Festival by Cass Smiley. We did a Weed and Grub podcast there, and then I also did stand-up. And um, it was the Alaska Comedy Festival. And it was the shit. And, like, I saw a fucking bald eagle on a gas station, and a moose was walking down the street. And oh, yeah. um, and they invented ranch dressing, which I'm like, what are we talking <laughs> I didn't about? I not know that. Put it, like, get rid of, my joke is, like, get rid of Ben Franklin on the 100 or who, whatever he's on and put ranch dressing on there. Like, yeah. who cares? He invented bifocals. Ranch. Like, let's go. Flex it. And so, like, that just that place just represents um, absolute freedom to me to be whoever you want. You don't need to carry an idea around. You can. I saw a dude there. He was the happiest guy I've ever seen in my life. He was wearing $4,000 sneakers or something like that and carrying a jug full of brass knuckles. And I was like, where else are you going to see this shit? It's kind of giving a little bit of like um, cold Florida. <laughs> yes. You are. <laughs> I, what I love about you is I can ramble and then you're like, and here's two sentences to kind of <laughs> move the fuck on. <laughs> No, but I, it's, it is, <laughs> it is cold Florida. It's, it's like Russia, Florida. Like, it's like, it's like that side of the, of the planet, Florida. Yes. So you've been, you've been back several times. Performed there several times. I and love it. And where do you like to go when you're in Alaska? Um, I've only been to Wasilla and Anchorage. Um, we might be going back in the new year to do some shows and then we'd be, uh, in a place called Ketchikan, which I'd be super excited about as well. My cousins are from Alaska. They're from Juneau. See, I'd love to go to Juneau. Juneau's beautiful. I've only ever been to Juneau. I want to go back to Alaska so bad. I want to go to Fairbanks, and I want to go see, like, the Northern Lights, and I want to do the whole thing. Yeah, I want to take a bunch of mushrooms, see the Northern Lights, wake up the next day, and, like, reel in some 100-pound salmon and learn how to clean it. Like, it just – I think it gets back to the roots, right? Yeah. I think I think a lot of us, especially with the pandemic, and I know this is, like, so – everyone says this, but it's so true. It's like the pandemic made everybody be, like – what are we all doing? Like, what are we all doing? Especially, I feel like comics or people working in entertainment out here. It's like, well, there's so much we're doing all the time, like on a screen or phones, whatever. It's like, there is something so just, I don't know. Have you seen that? Have you seen the show on Netflix, uh, Keep Breathing? No. I want you to watch it and then I want you to tell me what you think. Because I can't decide if I, if it's, it's kind of like somebody did EMDR and then wrote a show. 
What is EMDR? Um, it's a kind of therapy where you like go in your brain. You like it's all right, whatever. But basically, somebody like went to therapy and did some like visualizations and then like wrote this show about like the meaning of life but it's about it's a survival story this girl like falls in the canadian wilderness and she's alone and has to survive on her own and it's like also about her backstory about her like abandonment issues and her parent like family stuff and it's like her working out her like emotional demons as she's trying to survive in the wilderness and like you know get be found why don't you like it or why are you unsure so there's so but it made me think of that because I feel like, you know, there is – when I was watching that, my, my thing was like, oh, God, there is something so simple about only one thing you have to worry about, which is surviving. Just all you have to do is just how do I make it to the next five minutes? And it's like that's what everyone's always trying to teach you about how to be happy in general is like it's right now. Just what's the next five minutes? Mm-hmm. What's the next one minute? Like being as present as possible. And maybe we all need to – crash in the canadian wilderness and survive and that's the only way to be happy because honestly i was watching i was like if all i had to worry about is like how do i just make a fire how do i just be warm how do i just like get to the next five minutes like i was thinking about that but what was my point i would love to know well but you're suspicious of that show oh my i was because well because there's some parts of it that are like you know when you try to write something that's about like a, a mental or internal thing and yes. you're trying to visualize it because it's a visual medium and there's some like hack things like she's like chipping away at this boulder on top of herself and it's like, oh, please, we get like the metaphor is like it, it was a little poetic yeah. at times, a little a little corny, but I also don't know what else they could. I mean, they, I think they did a really good job with it. Like it's a really hard thing to do well and the acting was really good. But, but it was like a little cornball at times, but it's also just like, what else could you have done with something so mental besides those very obvious physical things like chipping away at a boulder? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, having not seen it, I don't like that shit because it makes me, <laughs> it makes me think that they think I'm dumb and this is the only way that I'm going to understand like what the idea is. And I'm like, oh, I wish you would have taken the time to find anything not cliche. And even if it's like a little ambiguous and unclear, it's better than you just hitting me over the head with some something that makes me feel like you think I'm dumb. Yeah, but most people are pretty dumb. I do and, agree. And also, most people don't go to therapy. Mm. Not yet. I mean, now it's like I just saw it on a on the Bachelor in Paradise. People talk on a date, being like, "I go to therapy," and I'm like, "Oh, now it's reached this." So therapy people, we're all going now. Right. But like a lot of people are not that as introspective, and they don't know these like metaphors. You and I are like people who think about emotions and and like think about what's going on we like right you know it's like we are th- we're keyed into these things do you think that's being jewish or do you think that's therapy for real well we're double whammy i don't i know who, who can truly know okay. i think no i think that's therapy i think because i know other people who are not jewish look some of you are sometimes i have to talk to the goyim sometimes i have to you have guilt on your table. Sometimes I have to associate with the lesser humans, <laughs> with the Gentiles, mm, how the kind subspecies. Of uh-huh. And I've heard them say some some things that are quite introspect, very interesting, very interesting. And I'm like, okay, that's good for a non-Jew. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It doesn't come naturally to you, I understand. So, but you Hilarious. know, I don't know. So anyway, we went on a big tangent, but it's interesting, and you should watch watch the show for me. It's only I will. Four, it's a limited series. Watch it. 
and tell me what you think. I absolutely will. Because I think it could. I think it's hard to do what they did. I do think like this. I will watch this for two reasons. One is I am now because of the pandemic very much into wilderness shows, scripted or unscripted. Yeah. And I think Alaska plays a big part of that because it wasn't until I went there and started like shaking people's hands and them squeezing it and looking me in the eye with rough hands and like life behind their eyes that I realized living in LA and doing what I do for a living, I I need to get back to the dirt. I need to get fucking dirty and chop some wood and like rip apart some like something like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I need I need a I need to be reminded about the other parts of being a human that you I think are go, crucial. You need to go full testosterone. hundred percent. Should we hibernate in Alaska? I'm telling you. Should we go for the winter and just hibernate? I'm going to Montana on Thursday up in Kalispell. But that's not really the same. No, it's go just- to Alaska because I've been there when it's dark 24 hours a day. And I've been there for a week when it was just complete darkness and snowing. And it was fucking great. And I loved it. Um, and I've been there when it's light 24 hours a day and yeah. snowing. And I love that as well. Like, there's no wrong answer for me. I would love to go back to a lot. I mean, yeah, that sounds fun. I, maybe I'll just go to hi- – maybe I will go full bear mode and hibernate Alaska for a while. For real. It's Why healthy. don't you do that? Why don't you just go and do that for a while? Uh, you I do mean, everything else. <laughs> Why don't you do that? I, this will be like- my – well, this will be my fourth time. If things work out in the new year, this will be my fourth time going back there in two years. So – you know, it it is slowly becoming a second home for me. So I you'll have a Hollywood bunk. Hills home, and then you'll have a, like Alaska cabin that yeah. we'll all just go party at. Please. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Fun. And we'll we'll fucking take Alaskan air in between the two and use the miles to pay for it every single time. Um, what are the other? You also spent a lot of time in Amsterdam. You said. Yeah. Um, I've never been over the ocean before until Edinburgh, and so to really? make the most you, of it. You didn't yeah. travel growing up or anything. No, um, where are you from originally? St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri, okay. Um, hockey got me to travel all over America. Yeah. And, um, but then once I stopped playing hockey, I was in Chicago, and then I was here. And unless I was like, um, I just could never afford it. Yeah. And also, I felt like if I leave here, I'm gonna be missing that one fucking thing that is so important that's gonna change my life. Like totally bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, I shit. totally understand. You know. And so when I did um decided to do edinburgh with julie and i was like well if i'm gonna be over there i better not just come home i better see london i better see paris i'd love to see amsterdam i love weed so much that seems like it's the the place to go to see what the weed game was like and da, 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 and i heard it's just a really wonderful place and of all of those places um i thought paris was an absolute trash heap I really enjoyed London, but the um, older men didn't know how to talk to me unless they wanted to point out things that were Jewish, and that was a real trip. And Amsterdam was fucking fantastic, and everything about that place just makes sense to my brain. I think people talk about Amsterdam, and it's a lot about the drugs. Amsterdam is a fucking beautiful place. I didn't even... I took some truffles, and that was it. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, A lot of the travel content around Amsterdam is like, oh, going to the weed cafe. It's like everyone smokes weed now. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. Go there and it's like just enjoy how beautiful it is. Even get outside a little bit of Amsterdam too of like some of the surrounding. It's it's absolutely stunning and everyone's hot. Yes. I fucked the hottest, one of the hottest guys I've ever seen in my entire life in Amsterdam. Great. And it's one of my, I wish I could put on IMDb as one of my credits because he was so fucking gorgeous. And I was like, I don't deserve you. 
but I'm going to take you. Hell yeah. I was what? I was probably I was studying abroad in college. I was probably 20. That's the Gosh. best story. Yeah, it was it was great. Oh, I yeah, when I was I was really good at study abroad. I know we all like to make fun of study abroad girls. Wait, did you say slutty abroad? Probably I I said study abroad, oh, you but did? I oh, but sorry. I do, but I also <laughs> slutty abroad is maybe that'll be my first special, is slutty abroad because honestly, I I was a huge hoe. I was like I'm ready to see some uncircumcised dicks and I was just like out there. But oh yeah, I was like almost engaged to a Danish DJ. I went for it. Awesome. I was I was a mafia princess by accident. My dad like met this guy and was like, "You got to break up with this dude. This is not gonna be good for you." Like mm. he he ended up getting uh, arrested um, on like a drug trafficking charge with the mafia, and that's how I found out he was in the. Mo- I thought he was an architect. I was like such an idiot. He used to walk around with like like architect scroll like blueprint stuff and i'd be like sure he's an architect that's what they had you know whatever i had no idea and then i found out he was in the mafia because he got arrested and then i his friend told me and i was like that's so cool i'm a mafia princess that's fucking sick (laughs) becky guess what (laughs) (laughs) that's so chill right i was like that's and she was like that's like scary i'm like no it's cool it's real cool yeah it was pretty sick i was actually i think I, i think study abroad chelsea was like Probably my most iconic era. I don't know if I'm going to top that, you know? Yeah. It's pretty sick. Oh, man. I feel like we just got a surface level story about like all the instances that you have in your heart. Thank you. That's so fucking exciting. Well, are you going to travel more? Like, I feel like you now you've, did you get the trap when you start? Because if you hadn't traveled much growing up, like starting late enough, did you have like the experience of like, oh, I got the travel bug or is it not really doing it for you the same way other things are? Um, I guess both, but I love traveling. I love new experiences. There are so many places I'd love to go, but I'm very specific about why I want to go and where I want to go. Like my favorite, whenever people are like, what kind of music do you like? I'm like, I listen to one song on repeat over and over and over until I'm done with that song and then I move on. So like right now, Amsterdam is it for me. I'm just like, I only care about Amsterdam. You want to go back. And I want to go. I left Paris early to go back to Amsterdam. Really? Yeah. I was like, fuck this place. I'm going back where I should be. What was it about Amsterdam that was so, that Um, hooked you? A couple of things. Um, bike culture. Yeah. I fucking love. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of riding your bike everywhere. Um, I love a clean line and that place is all clean lines. It's just like simple, specific mm-hmm. architecture that makes perfect sense. There's no fucking fluff. Um, there's cats everywhere. Like they take care of their mice and rat problem with stray cats. So I would just sit down and some big fat tabby would jump up on my lap and I'd give him a French fry. Like what's better than that? Um, the art is gorgeous. You can ice skate to work in the winter because the canals <laughs> are frozen. So these motherfuckers are skating to work. That's so like, stupid. What the fuck, what man? What a silly little thing to do. I love that. You it, would like Copenhagen. I think I would like Copenhagen. Yeah. My little Danish DJ that I dated, We I spent a lot of time in Copenhagen with him. And I think you'd really like it. Beautiful architecture. Everything's really low and clean lines, whatever. And bike culture's big. And it's very, it's just very clean. Everything's very nice yeah. and pretty, and, like, the design is very satisfying. Anyway, continue. What else? What else? Um, it's also somehow I'm learning a um, secret tax shelter for rich people to move money in between things with Swiss banks because there's all these abandoned 
gorgeous buildings everywhere that no one can afford that these rich people just buy. So I think there's like a lot of like tax evasion there too. So if I get like rich enough that I can be a part of that part of Amsterdam, I think I'll be in good shape. Damn, I think that you are going to thrive in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Good for you. Thank you. Oh, I would also say like there's something about a place like that where it feels like a city that's not a city where you turn the corner and you see something magical. Like it feels like I I I don't I'm I've never been to Disneyland, but it feels like a very to. specific type of Disneyland yeah. for somebody like me, you know? Because everyone there is like joyous and riding a bike and you can buy drugs and you can make a new friend and go see some weird sex party that I didn't do. But if I went back, maybe I would. And like, and it's all like delicious and fun and adult. And I love that. Oh, happy you have that for yourself. Thank you. Um, you said earlier that the, when you were in London, people were asking you about being Jewish. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I don't know. Being a Jew abroad is such a weird experience. I d- so I don't know. I, I um, my grandparents uh, escaped World War II in Europe and things like that, and then came and fought for America and like flew back to get people out of um, internment camps and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's as much as I know because they wouldn't talk about it. But going over to London, I, I you've been there, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you know about black cabs and what yes. black cabs are? Yeah. I didn't know anything about them. The person I was with, um, I don't know if they want to be mentioned in this. Um, don't mention the person. Just say you were with a... Yeah, just... Let me think. I can cut him out, too. No. Uh, yeah, I'll leave him out. I don't know. Um, but um, they're a global traveler. And so we... Um, we She was like, oh, I've been here so many times. Uh, let's get a black cab. And she was telling me all about what a black cab is and how they know the ins and outs of the city and you have to take this big test. And we get in there and the guy looks in his rearview mirror, looks at her. She looks um, not Jewish and looks at me and goes... and. I look as Jewish as I can. And he starts talking about how impromptu, in, in whatever of nothing, and it starts going like, you know, that's a uh, Jewish neighborhood over there. And the black cab was actually invented by Jews when they came up. And he's just giving this whole, like, weird, nobody asked for it, like, Jewish tour through London. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I couldn't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. And can you just, like, get me to my hotel and get me out of here? Because it, you, you're you talking from a place of panic that makes no fucking sense. And it happened multiple times with especially with like older men which makes me think that they were all like nazi sympathizers or something and now they're making up for it in ways that nobody asked them to whoa yeah but that's my own projection on them but like it was fucking weird man do you experience anti-semitism yeah like in la la no st louis tons london not really but it was fucking weird how they had to like be like hey there's the jewelry dish Direct if you want to go over there or whatever. Yeah, no, it's you know, Jew like, panic. Yeah, Jew panic. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's it's a little like I have a black friend. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, I, okay, you know, <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. But what? Tell me about like what is it for you? Like, were you the first Jew people have met, or you know, any of that? Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, but also like Missouri is a racist fucking place. So like growing Why up, would your parents settle in Missouri? Um, don't people know they cannot do that? I know, I know. They could go somewhere else please <laughs> what what was it like being jewish in missouri um uh it was cool to be called a kike a lot once people got drunk 
That was pretty tight. Sick, dude. <coughs> I just me. threw up a shaka. You can't see it because I'm a terrible podcast host who doesn't have video yet. But <laughs> pretty sick. Being yeah, it's cool once people like start learning how to drink in high school and then they just feel free. Like, how fun is that? So fun. So fun. I have this conversation with my rabbi a lot where it's like you, you have a choice where you can – be like it's like you're doing PR you know you're always as a Jew you're like always kind of a brand ambassador for your for your group and I travel so much that for me I am the first Jewish person a lot of people have ever met and I try really hard to be like had to like give them a positive experience of that and but also I'm kind of like a lot of the stereotypes I have like big crazy curly hair I'm a Jew in comedy I'm from LA I'm loud like there's a lot of things that I'm like yeah it's that's fair. But like, I try to give them a good experience. I'm like, it's like, not like I'm breaking the mold here where I'm like, oh, you thought every Jew was like controlling the media. Like I work in media. It's fine. But like, you know, I just, I, I, I try to give them a good experience. And I'm like, well, I want them to go, oh, you know, I met a Jew once and they were actually like, pretty cool. Like they right. were nice and I didn't see any horns, but maybe she, her hair was covering it that day, but mm -hmm. she seemed kind of cool and whatever. And like, it's just interesting. I've, I've, the, I've, the most anti-Semitism I actually experienced was in Italy when Whoa, I lived there. I, really? I, so much. So much. From people who thought I was Italian and didn't know I was Jewish, just openly, constant. Like, And I, I was so spoiled because I grew up here, here in L.A. I Do you have an example that comes to mind? If not, it's totally Yeah, okay. there was like a dinner party I went to one time with a group of Italians that I was friends with. And, you know... Uh, the subject of Israel came up and they started calling everyone kikes and pigs. And, you know, I just, I just said, Hey, you know, like not every, not that I think it's okay to talk about Israelis that way, but I, I did say, just point out not, a, not all Jews are Israeli and not all, you know, it's like not all Israelis are Jews. And, you know, to put those two together isn't really factually accurate. Yeah. And they kind of looked at me and they were like, why do you have such a strong opinion about this? Just because I was like the only person who didn't agree. And I was like, well, and I didn't even, I kind of didn't even want to tell them I was Jewish because I, I didn't think that was the point. Right. Like it wasn't like I'm Jewish and therefore you shouldn't say this. It's like you just shouldn't say this because it's fucked up. Like they were just like, yeah, using that language, like calling us, calling us pigs, saying we're dirty, saying we're, you know, whatever, all this stuff like going on and on and on. And I did, I was eventually, I was like, well, I'm Jewish. And like, you guys are friends with me and you don't seem to have that issue with me. And they, they told me I had to leave. Whoa. Yeah, they they like, didn't, they, they didn't backtrack and go like, no, oh, well, they were nope. like, get the they fuck like, out of our house. Wow, Chelsea. It was crazy. But I was so spoiled coming from LA. Never, like, I really never experienced, I'm sure people have said things or whatever, of course, because people just say shit, but I never really experienced anti-Semitism. And I kind of even thought like a little bit like, ugh, we're so like, it's so dramatic. Like we're, we're fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why people are always talking about anti-Semitism. It's like, I think we're, but I was a kid growing up in like Calabasas where everyone's fucking Jewish. But when I started traveling, it's like people have very strong opinions about Jews and don't know any. Right. And I didn't, I really was, got like a wake up call that I was like, it's a big thing. Like, it's a big problem. And I know I'm saying this like, oh yeah, duh. But as a kid, I just didn't know. And when I studied abroad in Italy, I, I heard it everywhere. And I was shocked because I was like, it's Italy. Like yeah. we're in Florence. Like why does anybody give a shit about Jews here? And it stuck with me because I was like, I really, it's important to me that like I let people know I'm Jewish. And I also want to give them like a good positive experience of getting to know somebody who's Jewish and kind of like 
because all they do is hear about Jews from like, you know, media, movies, Hollywood, whatever. But they don't have like, they don't know anyone that's Jewish. So, yeah, I don't know. It just became like a thing where I was like, if I'm going to, if I get to travel this much, at least I kind of also want to like, I don't want to shot. Like, I don't know. There were times where my family was like, take your Jewish star off. Like, I would wear this like necklace. And they'd be like, don't wear that places. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wear a bigger one. And I want people to know. And then I want to have like a positive experience with them and be like, we're not. Like, we're just people. Some yeah. of us suck and some of us are cool. Anyway, I went on my little soapbox. I do think that's cool, though, to instead of run away from it and just be like, ah, well, but if I'm I'm here and I'm in Italy and no one knows me, so I can literally be anybody I want. But the person I want to be is me. And I want to be an ambassador for everyone who I feel directly tied to. I think that's a much more courageous but um, possibly more, like, hurtful fucking place to come from that's fucking cool eh, i mean i was also like don't am me i was also like a don't young. No, no, me. <laughs> i don't i don't accept yeah no but i i think it's important because i just think like we, if we get to travel that what's the point if you're just gonna like blend in with, the point then, is to get fucking hammered and fuck strangers well and yeah eat great but can't we do that after or before <laughs> <laughs> i did th- don't worry okay i basically got a degree in like bisexuality by the time i left nyu i was like i fucked everybody <laughs> it's a wonder i've never really had an std because i was just out there that's great congrats. but i was fucking nerds you know mm. like i really i think that was the key if you're listening if you don't want to, if you're like worried about sexual, fuck people who are just going to be grateful to be there mm-hmm. because. And they're going to be great at fucking, they're right? Gonna be, they're going to work so hard for you. Yeah. I fucked a lot of like Portuguese like nerds. Nice. Yeah. I hope, I hope that was like really hot. So hot. Like they're just the nicest guys and they, nerdy dudes in any culture are just going to be like, I don't know. I was like, you're probably not going to murder me. Do you find that the <laughs> nerdy, um, Skinny nerd? Is that is that kind of a type? Mm. I'm trying to get around to dick size when it comes to a nerd. For, when it comes to a Oh, I, see, I'm not a, a size queen nerd. in that way. Oh, I like interesting. a strong medium. A strong medium. What uh, is even, that, like six to eight? Mm, we'll go lower. Five I to have, seven. I have an adorable vagina that cannot handle a lot. Understood. So okay. <laughs> it really can't. Like, I, I dated this guy, and his dick was so big that it almost sent me into the ER. Wait, I have a real story about this. Hit me. Okay. I feel bad. I feel like you're the guest and I want to hear from you and whatever, but I'm like, Don't We haven't seen each other for a while. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm like, I mean, you're so interesting and I want to talk more about you, but this is really important. I got to get this out. Okay. Here's this guy for a while. He had a fucking hog. It was like a Pringles can. It was so (laughs) big. Okay. This thing was crazy. And I feel like a lot of girls would be like, yeah, yay, big dick. No, I like a small to medium, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like a champion for the small to medium size air section. It was so big. It hurt so bad. It would like always, like I would need three days to recover every single time. Like, we, we were not doing like multiple rounds. It was like pick the time wisely. I'd have to like schedule my workouts around it. I was like, I can't go do like squats after this. This oh is like, God. I need to recover. Yeah. The last time we ever had sex. And I know it was last time. Cause it was really, it sealed the fuck. I was like, I'm done. I was kind of checked out of the relationship. I was like, I don't think I can be with this guy. But the last time we, I was like, not that into it. I was, I would probably was part of it, but he like stuck his dick in. And I felt this like horrible pain, but I was like, it always, it always hurt. Cause it was like, you know, 
my adorable little vagina and his fucking hog. <laughs> and I, I was like, ow, it hurts so bad. And I was like, oh my God. And then I, but I was really, really stoned. So I was kind of like, eh, you know? Right. He like pulls his dick out and there's just like blood. It was like, it looked like I got stabbed. Blood. Like, and I was like, oh my God. So I run to the bathroom. This is so gross. Trigger warning if you get like, if like gore stuff grosses you out. Stop listening right now. But anyway, I'm like, I run to the bathroom. I like turn the shower on. I'm bleeding out like so much. And I turn the shower on. And I just like get really woozy and I call for his name and then I black out. And I wake up on the floor of his bedroom. I look up and there's like four EMTs standing above me. And this is at the beginning of COVID. This is like March 2020. Okay. Uh-huh. And they're all masked up and like basically wearing hazmat suits. They wouldn't take me to the ER because of COVID. They were like, we're only taking people with COVID right now. Like our hospitals are just completely like everything's fucking crazy. And they were like, do you think you can make it? And I was like, I guess I'm fine. Like I woke up. <laughs> Straight up blacked out I just, like, blo- some- Yeah, I like lost a lot of blood, but I guess I'll be fine. They're like, call your gynecologist in the morning. And I was like, okay. And then they just left. And I was like, don't you want to ask him if he like stabbed me? Like, does anybody have any questions? <laughs> like it literally, I looked at the fucking bathroom and like everything. It was like, it looked like a murder scene. It was great. Like, I was like, I, my blood like was dragged to the floor. It was like awful. And I was like, is anybody going to ask him if he like, tried to kill me right no one cared i called my gynecologist the next morning and i told her what happened and she was like it just sounds like he like you know tore some don't have sex for a while but also like i guess we could get you in in like 2021 jesus and i was like what nobody cared anyway i healed i'm fine broke up with him never had sex with him again thank god anyway i am now so against big dicks yeah publicly loudly to anybody who will listen i'm like fuck them they almost took my life. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. So I'm a proponent of the small dick crew. That's fucking fantastic story. Now, anyone who's listening and knows my boyfriend, I'm not saying he has a small dick. I'm not saying he has a small dick. Totally. He totally has a very, I don't even know how, what am I supposed to say It now? doesn't make you black what, out and what lose am I a supposed, quart but what of am I blood. Supposed to say? People who work with him listen it's to compatible. this. It's compatible. What am I supposed to say? He has a nice size penis. I'm sorry, Jordan. I don't know. I didn't know if I was supposed to like call out the fa- what am i that is so uncomfortable what am i supposed to say it's like i'm screaming about how i hate big dicks but then i'm in a relationship with someone and it's like what am i supposed to, you know what i mean this is very anxiety producing for me i can say <sighs> did i do the right thing was i supposed to say like what am i supposed to say about his penis now uh you have to post a pic of it you have to do an only fans picture of you two having sex that's he the has only a thing very you can do nice husband dick he has a great dick he has a great dick for you. You two are made for each other. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's small. <laughs> I'm just glad to have not met him yet. But now when we meet, we'll have a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Anyway, the point is like, I don't like big dicks. What's up, dude? Wait, but what was – how did we get here? How did we get here? Who cares? <laughs> oh, man. Because going abroad is – um. it sounds like – I mean, honestly, traveling – I'm learning that traveling is like, yeah, go fucking eat hamon and go see the Eiffel Tower and like do all hamon? the things you're supposed to do. Isn't that what it's called? Ham? Yeah, but like but hamon. J-A-M-O-N. I know, but the way you said it was just the whitest way you could have said it. I'm a fucking dude in America. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I'm doing my go best. Go eat hamon. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah. But or it's you... also to like, to, to connect and like actually understand like I'm... Are you fucking abroad? When you when you go abroad, are you like down no, I didn't, to fuck? No, no, no. I didn't fuck anybody. Why? Well, because I'm in a relationship, one. Okay. And two, I um, Fair. I don't 
I'm at this point in my career that I don't want to fuck anything up. And I can't risk anything because my career is number one. And I think that's fair. Even having sex? Like, you can't just, like, get your dick wet? I can't. I don't don't know. You don't want someone to accuse you of something bad. And you're like, my... My past has been good. I've there been go. a good boy. You're right. And from this moment on, I can control. Love uh, control. And you're not going to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So, yeah. But I also like. I, it's really I'm hard so... out there for men, you know. It's a really tough time to be a guy. It is. You have no idea. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for you. Um, I have a manifesto about it, actually. I'd love for you to <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> um. Okay, but if you were going to fuck abroad, which which country do you think has the girls for you? Oh, good question. Hmm. Brazil? Yeah. Maybe Brazil. Hotties. Yeah. Hot, hot, crazy, fun. You like a hot crazy. I like a hot crazy, and I also like a... um. Um, like I love curves, like growing up, like I, I loved the, um, the drawing with like some like fucking great thighs. Like I love legs so much. Like I love a good thigh. Um, you like some chunk. Yeah, but it's not like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Sure. Chunk. I don't know. Not really. Like a woman weight. Yeah. I like a woman. Like a Rubenesque painting. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I get like it. women. Yeah. And so I think like Brazil. Yeah. They got some nice asses in Brazil. hundred percent. You haven't been yet. No. Ask for a hall pass. <laughs> just say, Brazil is my, can I just please? It's so funny because when I read your articles and like, it was like, I didn't, I think you did one about like a sex place. I can't remember what it was. A hedonism or oh something like that and all that shit. My claim to fame. Oh, is it? When I, yeah, where I just saved a ton of marriages in this sex resort in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I think I saved like 60 marriages while I was there. <laughs> just fucking went around being like, all right. But uh, yeah, no, it's quite something yeah i i like i in reading all of those i was like oh this is what traveling can be how fun is that i'm a i because it never occurred to me i thought i was just supposed to like eat cashew pepe like <laughs> from the source and that's what it means you know what i mean no travel can be anything you want you can travel for any reason to do anything it doesn't have to be especially nowadays there's just so many i think i think a lot of people who have a lot of travel anxiety too who are like, oh, I don't know. What if I can't do? What if I can't find this? What if that? It's like, what are you into at home? And then go find, go to the place that does that the best. You know, like there are people who are, you know, nature lovers, and you know, they love hiking. Well, go to the places that have the best hiking. Just go chase a national park, or like, there are people who are complete foodies and they just want to check out, like. Whatever you're into in your hometown, just find the country, the city, the whatever that does that perfectly and go there and you'll feel right at home. You'll feel good and like comfortable because that's what you know that that's your thing that you know. What like kind for of you, you want to be alone. Go to the places where you can be alone the best like so, Alaska. And so for me, Amsterdam is perfect because of everything we talked about. Alaska is perfect because we everything we talked about. And Vegas is my favorite because I'm alone in a different way. I'm surrounded by strangers, but I can be, I like, I love Alaska because I, I feel like I understand the people. I have a connection to the earth there and I feel like I'm getting back to my basics. And the flip of that is in Vegas, I can be an absolute maniac with no repercussions and nobody judging me because I'm surrounded by strangers. So I'm alone in a different way in Vegas that I love. I and, hate Vegas. Oh, you're, you got to come with me. 
I would love to. I know people I who hate Vegas and then so well. Completely I think agree. we would have the best time. Completely agree. I'm great at packing. I'm great at moving around. I have a great time. I eat everything and I party as hard as I can. Uh, and then Vegas, I will show you my Vegas, which Vegas. fucking you gotta the shorts understand. The public it. is out of control. Oh yeah. Ew. Oh everyone yeah. is just like being in a Denny's, <laughs> like. The Disneyland of Denny's. It's just so much. Like, I'm just like, it's plastic food and horrible people that all smell. I just don't like, I don't, I don't like, also it's just like, it's just not the kind of person I want to bump into. Like who, whoever's in Vegas, the reason they're in Vegas is like, I don't want to talk to you about it. You know, it's like, I don't, that's not the kind of person, like you're here for a bachelorette party. I don't care. Like you're here for, you know, uh, you want to cheat on your wife. I don't want to know about it. Like Mm-mm. it's just a lot of people that I don't want to know why you're here. <laughs> I don't want to hear your backstory. <laughs> That's why I don't like Vegas. Can I tell you my last time I was in Vegas? This is, this is, I think funny. Okay. I was having a really hard time and I was, I was kind of, um, very short fuse, very bad mentally, just in a pretty dark place. And I was like, what can I do for myself to, break out of this or at least have a little distance from it and so i booked the cosmo my favorite place and i went to the cosmopolitan alone i did a set here drove directly from the set to vegas went to the cosmo and i spent three days catching up on showtime because i don't have showtime playing (laughs) (laughs) in the hotel in vegas I was so yeah, happy. That sounds great. I it would love great. to do that. <laughs> that sounds like my perfect Vegas stay. Yeah. It was awesome. But you could also do that in Alaska. I could also just get showtime at home. You could just get, <laughs> you could just stay at your home. Yeah. When you go to Alaska next, um what is what's on the itinerary? Um I would like to Last time I was there, I saw like these big yaks or something like that, and Aww. I saw some. I saw a uh, porcupine named Snickers, and bears. I'd like to go wait, wait, on wait, a wait. boat. Wait, this yeah. porcupine was named by whom? Uh, the wildlife center that it was at. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I didn't name it Snickers. Great. Just wanted. To we check. weren't that close. I just wanted to. I just wanted to clarify. But he looked like a Snickers. I just wanted to. <laughs> just wanted to check. Um, continue, please. Um. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, next time I'm there, I want to do stand-up, and I'd like to camp, I think. I want to be out in the woods. I want to be cold. Um, I want to, like, catch a big, fat fucking salmon. Um, and I'd like to, like, there's an, uh, shoot a gun. I don't know. I've, like, only shot a gun once at a, at a shooting range on Christmas Eve, and my mom turned around and pointed the gun at me and said, I wish you would visit more. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right she did not get the safety memo yeah it was like a little subconscious where where in alaska are you going are you talking about we're talking about going up to um this place called ketchikan because because i do i do my podcast weed and grub is with her uh, her name's mary jane Mm -hmm. and she has i've still never friends uh you two would get along very well yeah she seems cool uh she's very cool so are you so i think it would be a good match thank you um and she knows people up there who are conservationists and work in kelp and so i've been off the coast of alaska separately and i got to go in like a tiny little fucking boat and see humpback whales three feet from our thing and they would jump up and they would breach and splash down and 
go through the kelp forests eating food. I would food. sob. Tears of joy. Yeah. Sob. That sounds incredible. It it it, it put a lot in perspective, I'll say, because I was like, oh, Nothing. they're just swimming around, living their lives. Oh my god! Wait, I saw the coolest documentary about whales. This this group of researchers, they've learned how to. They are. They've spoken to whales for the first time. They managed to say hello. Like, okay, every whale has, you know, the whale songs, right? They, mm-hmm. they talk with songs. Did you know that? I did. Okay. So they learned that each whale has their own unique song, which is basically their name. So when they're swimming, they sing their song to let other whales in the area know, hi, like Mike Laser's here, you know, Chelsea Frank's here. So they've learned from recording all these whale songs for like decades. Okay, there's there's some songs that all whales sing, but there's some that only like each individual whale will sing. That must be their name. And they wanted to test that hypothesis. So they created their own, like they just like wrote a whale song, like, you know, made it on the computer. And they were like, okay, this will be like our way of testing. If this like individual, if what we think this is means what we think it means. So they created a thing, and then they released that whale song that they created into the into the ocean and whatever. And then all the other whales started singing their individual whale songs back. No. So it was like saying, hi, my name is. And then all the other whales were like, hi, it's me. Hi, it's me. Hi, it's Jeff. Hi, it's Dave. And that's how they were able to like, that's the first time we've able, been able to say hi to a whale and like talk to a whale. And it made me fucking sob. Fuck yes. That's incredible. I'm into that now. I feel like I'm like, I was into like the party travel with Uproxx when I was working with them a lot more. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to like chase a cool natural landscape. Yeah. And cry and take drugs and look at the, look at the planet. Absolutely. Whatever. My other favorite thing in Alaska is um, my friend, fellow comic, uh, Sabrina, the night before I headlined was like, I know we have a little bit of time. Do you want to like see some of my favorite Alaska, like local Alaska? And I was like, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I don't, I, I want to see the big things, but I'd rather get a feel for the people and the vibe and the energy of this place. And she took me and it's right after COVID. And she took me to this bar. I'll never remember the name of, but she goes, you see that cheese over there? And there's a huge block of cheddar cheese and a bunch of saltines and a thing next to it. And she goes, this place before COVID, it used to be the place, cheap drinks, cheap shots, whatever you want. And then you can just eat off this block of cheese all night. <laughs> and then COVID hits and all these, um, you know, measures come down. And it's like, you can't do this and you have to be this far away. And so they said, you can't have this cheese out and do that anymore. And because Alaska is fucking Alaska, the loophole is a sign above the cheese that just says, please don't eat this cheese. And that's the fucking loophole. And, they don't and, then, it? and then they don't enforce it because it's like, ah, oh, we tried to stop them from eating that cheese because of COVID. Oh man! And I loved it. I just love the idea of like you're gonna be able. To, you have to decide for yourself whether you're gonna eat that cheese. It's up to you, not up I mean, to some government fucking thing. Like choose if you want to. We told you not to, but you're gonna want to eat that cheese. You know, I like that. You like it. I like personal choice, and I think that place represents personal choice for me. Just like Amsterdam, personal choice. Just like Vegas, personal choice. You are a stranger. Live your life. Make your choices. This is what I don't understand about the abortion thing. Aren't the people who hate government supposed to go, yeah, get the government out of my vagina? Right? Like, it just doesn't make that... I mean, 
I'm not trying to be controversial here. I'm just <laughs> saying that if your whole thing is you don't love government, why do you want the government involved in something else? Like, shouldn't it be like you guys are the ones saying, like, get out, just stay out of it. Stay personal out of it. Show, Mind your business. Play. Yeah. Just do whatever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Completely I agree. digress. Completely agree. Do you have any packing tips or products or things that you're just like this is a game changer if you're traveling yes please tell um one of my biggest joys is charging all of my stuff the night before leaving i geek out about having a full computer a full headphone a full phone like i love charging my stuff i also love to bring toothpaste and a toothbrush and anything else I can fucking buy if I need it for the most part. I'm not going to overpack socks. I'm not going to overpack shirts. I'm going to fucking figure it out. I'm going to wear dirty underwear for the third day in a row because I don't fucking give a shit. I just will figure it out. And I'm going to find a cool coat while I'm there because it's way more fun to buy a coat that says some cafe's name on it that you've never heard of than it is to pack some like designer brand bullshit just because you want to be like seen. So are you so? But are you gonna bring it home, or are you gonna leave that shit there? Leave it there. Oh, I also love to. So and I learned this socks. from Mary Jane. Wait, what? I learned this other thing from Mary Jane because we were a bunch of us were in the Virgin Islands last month, and um, what she likes to do that I think is an awesome tip is um, when she finishes a book, she'll just leave it in the hotel room. Or she'll leave it in the thing and, like, move on for somebody else to find it for themselves. And I fucking love that. I think that's cool. It's cute. I like that. Yeah. Why were you in the Cayman Islands? Um, it was supposed to happen before the pandemic. And um, and obviously it couldn't. So it all got put on hold until now. And so we could all go together. It was, like, six of us. Um, the funny thing is, is it was supposed to happen before my friend had her baby. And so instead there was a five-month-old on the uh, catamaran with us and I'd never held a baby before. So I'm in the middle of the Virgin islands on a catamaran holding a baby for the first time. And it's like pulling on my beard and like slobbering on me. And I fucking loved it. And I was like, Oh, I can hold a baby. It's not that big of a deal. Here you've it is. Never, and I gave it back. You've never held a baby before. There's a picture of me on my Instagram holding a bag of rice practicing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I was Did like, anything get awakened in you or now you're still like, no, Oh, kids. I'm never going to have kids. Okay. No, no, no. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, cause they're going to slow me down. God, you're really going to do it. You really are going to do it. I'd love to. Whatever it is, you're going to do it. It would be nice. I really do. I don't say this to just anyone. I just want you to know, okay? Mm-hmm. I ain't no, I'm not full of shit. No, you're not. I don't just hand out compliments willy-nilly. <laughs> like it's my job. You're really going to do it. Thank you. You really are. There, you have it. Whatever it is, you got it. Got it. it something's got to go. We'll see. Fuck those kids. <laughs> There's enough. There are a lot. And I've seen what they've done to to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what have they done to people? <laughs> just uh, not good things. Not good things. I know. But sometimes you have a kid, and this is what I tell myself. Sometimes you have a kid, and it just goes, "Oh fuck!" Now I really gotta get it, kick it into high drive, you know? Yeah. And I gotta like, or high gear, or whatever the fuck the phrase is. But like, I really gotta like. Now I have a kid. I gotta do it. And so sometimes it really just like sets you off, and you're like. Some people blow up after they have a kid, you know? So the person who had this kid um, is so evolved compared to most people that I've ever seen in the world and is so, like, self-actualized in so many ways that them having this kid, I'm like, oh, that's the time 
that's the time to do it. This kid is going to have a beautiful life. Um, it's already a gorgeous child. They they have so much already figured out that there's not a lot of like, ah, going on. It's like, nope, I know who I am. I know how I want to ra- Like, it's all figured out already. And I think that's so fucking cool. Like, that is inspiring to me. The idea of having a child at a time when you got your shit together and right. you know you know how you want to raise it and you're doing a great job together. That's cool. Yeah, and sadly very rare. Right? Yeah. It is fucking rare. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about travel or in general? Um, I've never gone through the TSA thing. I always get the pat down because that thing came out way too quick after 9-11. I don't know what it does to you, but you don't need to see my dick, TSA agents. So I've never gone through that scanner. Um, I just get the pat down. Wait, you refuse to do yeah. it? You can opt out and they look at you and they're like, you asshole, and they make you wait, but it's worth the wait for me to not go through that thing. Why Why don't you want to go through that? Because now it, they, if you give an itch, you fucking give a mile. Because now they have clear and they're like, just give us a scan of your eyes and you can get ahead of me in line. Like, suck my dick. Yeah, I have global entry and I just have to look at them and then they, and like I look into a machine and they just, I don't have to show You gave anything. away your eyes. I don't care. Take them. What the fuck am I doing with that? <laughs> it's so bad. Who cares? I care you can't give your eyes away to get two people ahead in line yeah you can and i did (laughs) and i don't give a flying fuck i want to get home five minutes earlier i understand i i understand you i get it you're right sure (laughs) i'm not going to be the thing that changes whether or not the government has me okay like they have us i've accepted it you know and so, whatever. and so, convenience is more important to me. It's more important because what are they gonna? What are they? What do you want from me? I have nothing for you. Fine, you want to know where I am at all times? Great, I won't get lost. <laughs> that sounds nice for me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds real cool. Like, oh yeah, she can't get kidnapped. We kind of have so much on her. At exactly. All times. As a girl, I'm like, fuck yeah. I traveled so much. First of all, okay, I think that. I would have more of a stance against it if it was, like, very rare. But I travel so much that, like, I just don't want to deal. It's a quality of life thing. I don't want to deal with lines and cues and everything and just, like, I want to get home and be done. Or else I it, or else I think that I wouldn't be able to travel as much as I do. Because I think I would just be, like, the annoyances of travel would get to me. And I, I, the older and crotchetier I become, the more I'm going to just need those conveniences, I think. Yeah. So I got – I'll take it. Just fucking – I don't care. Take it. This is when we travel. But you're on this TikTok. Is... Oh, fuck you. You're on TikTok. Don't fucking point at me I'm about gonna TikTok. Point, I'm going to point right in your little nose. Why? You're on TikTok. Yeah. And you know, they're taking everything. So don't tell me <laughs> they have my fucking eyes. And I'm not getting anything from it. TikTok. <laughs> I'm not getting anything from TikTok. They're not re- giving me anything in return like you're getting. You are on TikTok. They are just spying <laughs> everything that's on TikTok. They are taking all of your information. If you've ever even clicked on a, if you have ever seen, oh, I like that pair of shoes from this ad I saw, and you clicked on that, and then you entered your credit card information and bought that shoes that you saw from TikTok, they have all of your credit card information. Can I tell you something very funny? Because I don't want to dox where you live, but I was going to go get a chicken wrap from a place right around the corner from you, and I went to go do it, but I grabbed the wrong credit card, and I got a fraud alert last night because of something i tried to buy on tiktok <laughs> and now my credit card that's in my pocket is canceled and so i can't <laughs> i but can't yeah, don't buy get anything. global entry <laughs> to 
okay. I couldn't get a chicken wrap because of TikTok, and I'm coming at you because you gave your <laughs> eyes away. <laughs> I'm dying. On that note, yeah. where can people find you? God, uh, you have to come back because I could do this for another three hours with you. You've got to come back. I'd love to. Uh, where can people find you? Um, this was my first year getting to tour and be on the road. So that's why this was so cool to talk about. So hopefully more of that next year. And you have a you have I an am, album coming out. Yeah. Um, if you listen to this at the end of 2022, I have a show at the Comedy Store in LA on New Year's Eve. That's fucking sick. It's going to be awesome. Um, the first one sold out in a day, so hopefully this one will too. Mazel. Uh, January 13th, I think, as of now. I'm recording my special here in LA. I've never done a special. It's time. I've been doing stand-up for six years. I'd like to. Where are you recording it? Uh, Lyric Hyperion. Yes. Yes. I'm coming. Cool. Please. Um, I'm really excited about it. And um, I don't know. It's time to put a piece of art that I believe in into the world. Uh, check out my podcast, Weed and Grub, with Mary Jane. Um, check out my Instagram at Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo and, um, uh, and don't go on my TikTok because, uh, I already have two flags against me for weed content. So I'm already on every list and it doesn't go well over there. <laughs> um, oh, and I did think of one last thing. Sorry. Yes. Um, because please. I got to tour so much this year and headline all over the country. My last tip is don't overpack and said, have money set aside for the hotel or wherever you stay and get that laundry service. It's the fucking best feeling in the world to be like, here's all my dirty clothes. And then they come back folded and smelling amazing. I love a hotel laundry service. So worth it. Gorgeous. Yeah. I love that. Get that crisp shirt. Mm, it's so good. Thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you. You're such a good boy. <laughs> I went from psychopath to good boy. I'll oh, you're a it. psychopath, but you're a good boy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank.